Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. That's what you're listening to. And this is the morning after. I am Tyler Trumbauer alongside Tuesday, Thursday, uh, extraordinaire, the athlete formerly known as Chewy here on a Tuesday morning. Chew, how are you? Extraordinaire. I like that. I like you like that? that? Yeah. I, I was thinking. I was up late last night thinking that for you. I feel extraordinary this morning. Do you? Yes. Little extraordinary. That's what we are every day here on the morning after Monday through Friday, nine to ten a.m. The premier sports talk show on Fighting Scots Radio, EdinburghNow.com, and the TuneIn app on mobile devices. We got you covered anywhere you are. We are there with you. So today we got a good amount of stuff to talk about. Uh, we got some Borough sports updates. We'll kick things off with Borough soccer, Borough women's volleyball. Uh, specifically to talk about, as well as the and National Football League with Monday Night Football. And then, lastly, we're going to go right in the Choose Wheelhouse with the NBA. We haven't talked about the NBA in quite some time here in the morning after with just the multitude of different things happening, the interchanging of really myself and co-hosts with Vic Hudson coming in for a little while. And, and it was, it's just been crazy here. In this show, and actually, Chew, we discovered yesterday, Tubby and I put our remedial math minds together <laughs> and came up that, including today's show, 10 shows remaining this semester for the morning after. So 10 morning afters remaining for me. Good math. Good work there. So after today, nine. So now I only get to open the show nine more times. It's getting Jeez. sentimental up in here. Yeah, no, are you sad? I don't know. I think I'm too much in things right now. I'm so in the thick of it, like soccer and planning that and volleyball tonight and I. You know what I mean? There's just so much going on. I don't have time to, to even ponder that the fact that I, my days here are numbered. Right. It is a lot going on, though. There's sports, sports galore going on around here. So, I mean, I guess that's a good distraction from, you know, your department. Real life. Here. <laughs> or <laughs> academics, up. for that matter. So, uh, the, uh, it's, it's, it's really, this is a good time of year if you're sports fans, especially Edinburgh sports fans, with the fall sports and the winter sports clashing. Yeah. Colliding into a beautiful you know, mass chaos for yeah. borough athletics with basketball women already being underway, men getting underway tomorrow as well with the women at Macomb Fieldhouse, volleyball into the postseason, women's soccer deep into the postseason, wheelchair basketball underway, swimming underway, wrestling underway. It just never stops. It never stops here. We're so rolling. We, right, we got n- multiple things to talk about. So first off, we're going to talk with the hottest team in Borough sports right now, the Edinburgh women's soccer team, Chew, making it to the Sweet 16 of the NCAA Division II women's soccer tournament, playing in the 2015 Atlantic Region Championship this Friday. Telby and I talked about it yesterday, wrapping up what they did on Friday and Sunday. And we, at the time, did not know the time of their game on Friday. We knew it was Friday at Bridgeport, Connecticut, the University of Bridgeport. We did not know when. However, we do know that now. As it's not really breaking news, but we're going to play it. Noon. I predicted it. 12 noon is the kickoff for women's soccer. When I saw the, there's there's another game being played on that field that day, and it was at 2.30. So I figured either you're playing at 4.30, 5 o'clock when it's already, like, dark out. I don't know if this place has lights or not. Obviously never been there. Or they're playing at noon. I suspected noon. It was announced yesterday. Noon kick between East Stroudsburg, the sixth seed in the Atlantic region, and actually, Chew, the lowest seed remaining in the entire Division II women's soccer bracket is East Stroudsburg, the sixth seed. Edinburgh, the fourth seed. It's exciting. It's a great matchup. Heck yeah. The rematch of the PSAC championship, which went to overtime, and, PS- and um, 
ESU won that one in overtime. I thought Edinburgh dominated that first overtime period. Unfortunately, ESU uh, had one opportunity, capitalized on it, and then, of course, advanced to the first round of the NCAA tournament, beat Charleston, West Virginia in penalty kicks, and then in overtime against Gannon. The second time they upset the Golden Knights. That just feels good as a fighting Scott. Yeah, it definitely does. Gannon being the school that everyone hates around here. When I first <laughs> came out here, I didn't know why there was so much hostility about Gannon, right? But now, you know, I'm starting to get starting to get acquainted, and everybody hates Gannon. So it's 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 good to beat them not just once but twice. So that's a good that's shout out to the girls for that. I hope they can keep it rolling, keep it going here. So they, right, they're going to try to do that Friday noon kickoff at the University of Bridgeport against East Stroudsburg in the Sweet 16 with the right to go to the Elite Eight. So in the event the ladies do win. They would play on Sunday against either Adelphi University or Bridgeport. At Bridgeport. That's the winner of the East Region Championship on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Are those games televised? I believe... I was doing some surfing on the website. I believe Bridgeport has an online webcast. However, Chu, still to be determined, and I'm not going to say anything officially... We may have that game, Friday's game, and if they do win Sunday's game then, on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. Potentially. Good. We are still working it out. Have to wait for those of you that follow us on social media, Twitter, at Tyler Trumbauer, at WFSE Sports. Yeah, that's where I usually see it, Twitter. Just follow you guys, get, do a good job of updating uh, like the play-by-play not necessarily play-by-play, play, but, like, scoring updates. The scores, yeah. Right, and we Twitter. also give programming updates. So if the event I do find out today, which I hope I do because they win tomorrow, and if they do go, and if, I, and if we are covering it, I would be the one to go, and I need to leave tomorrow. So I would like to know today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then we will obviously update you guys via social media. If not, we will tell you tomorrow right here on the show what the upcoming is for that. However, the other women's sport I want to talk about that's in the postseason, women's volleyball. We definitely will have their first postseason match, which is tonight at 7 o'clock right here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio, EdinburghNow.com, the TuneIn app, as well as ETV providing video coverage of that on Channel 4 if you're in the borough and also streaming online at Edinburgh.tv. So they are uh, hosting, they're the top seed in the West, and they are hosting number four seed in the West, California University of Pennsylvania. The Vulcans and Burrow battled it out in the regular season finale just this past Saturday, and Cal won in five sets. So the Scots come in, you know, losers of one in that last game of the 2015 season. Cal won the PSAC championship a year ago as the fourth seed in the West. So they're the defending champs. Yeah. Yeah, I think even though Edinburgh has, as I'm looking at their record here, they have a dominating record. Right. I think that uh, you throw the records out for this game, especially as Cal just came off a win beating Edinburgh. So I think this should be a good matchup uh, tonight at 7. I think, uh, dang, I won't be able to make it, but I will be tuned in, though. I know you guys are going to. Do a good job. Drew Patrick on color commentary, myself on play-by-play. We got you as well as everyone else, Chewy, covered on ETV and WFSC. So as I was saying, Cal, fourth seed in the West, took that all the way to the title match and won it. So now they're looking to capture their second title. Or excuse me, they're looking. Last year they captured their second title in four years. So they're trying to 
rectify that and continue that. And they're also on a hot streak. They started this year 8-16, and Chew, and have finished the season with eight straight victories to qualify for the postseason. They qualified for the postseason on that last day. With that victory against Edinburgh, that's how they qualified for the postseason. Edinburgh already clinched the one seed, so there was really nothing that they were to, had to play for. Right. So they got Cal to go to the four seed, and then now they're getting them again. Um, and it's going, to be, it's going to be the rubber match between the two squads tonight as they split the season series 1-1 to with both teams winning when they were at home. Uh, of course, players to watch, Shaun Litweiler, Sidney Trathan, Mara Maycock, Vic Severo uh, for the uh, Scots, and also LaToya Hutchinson. She's been in and out of the lineup as of late due to an injury. Um, so we'll have to see if she's a good, good to go tonight. Hopefully she is. Very necessary for the Fighting Scots. Without her, it's almost a completely different team. Yeah, she's, so, she's a vital part, vital key of their team. And I think for Cal, I think um, now's the time when you want to be winning. You know, you want right. to go on your hot streaks uh, near, near the end of the season, you know, so you can kind of build some momentum going into the postseason. So I think that's good for Cal. Yeah, Cal's really coming in hot, and you got to click at the right time. Like you said, going into the postseason is huge. For the women's volleyball team of Edinburgh, not so much. They came in with that loss of the regular season, had a couple losses. Mercyhurst and Gannon back-to-back squeezed in a win against Seton Hill last Friday. So they're coming in a little bit of a bumpy road. Um, players to watch for Cal tonight. We'll talk about this more on the broadcast, but if you're planning on tuning in, Mary Lavery, Megan Litoborski, Miranda Fuzzi, and Danielle Hayes, just a couple of players. And Hayes, actually an outside hitter, is a McDowell product. She ranks second on the team with ki- on kills and uh, service aces. So a little local product coming on up to the borough. She'll probably have some family in the stands tonight at McComb Fieldhouse for that one. And, of course, the ladies with Edinburgh um, still dealing without Jen Gruber. Who who could have imagined what this season could have been like with Jen Gruber, the junior, um, who had to go down early this season with an injury. But we'll have to see if they can overcome that all. Tonight, 7 o'clock, McComb Fieldhouse, 6.50 pregame coverage starts on ETV Channel 4, Edinburgh.tv, right here on 88.9, EdinburghNow.com, and the TuneIn app on mobile devices. Chewy will be tuning in, so should you. And don't forget, speaking of Chew, Burrow basketball getting underway here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. Tomorrow night, we'll have that PSAC opener for both squads, men and women, home opener for both squads, and also the season opener for the men's team, Facing the squad they that Slippery ended their rock. season a year ago, Slippery Rock. Women at 5.30, men at 7.30, at McComb Fieldhouse. Mike Fenner hopefully will be back for that one. There's just so many question marks going on this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I may not be with it. Um, of course, if, if I have to go to women's soccer, I I'm, will I'm not be on the broadcast. So we'll keep you posted on who's going to be calling that action. But we will have it right here on 88.9, your home of Borough Basketball. That's all for us. We're going to, for this segment, and that's all for Borough Sports, tune in for Chew. To, excuse me, tune in with Chew tonight. I mean, you, you can have a listening party if you want. Invite some friends over. Invite some friends. Get the popcorn get out. Popcorn. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. I, I, don't, I don't disagree. So you could do that, or just come, or listen to yourself, or watch, whatever you want to do. But we got you covered, so there's no reason to say you missed any of the action tonight yeah, for like, Edinburgh Women's Volleyball in the PSAC playoffs. As I would like to say, it's game day, or, you know, for the games tomorrow, it's game day eve. That's my thing. It is. So, it is game day ready, eve. We're getting ready to go here. It's game day eve, and it's the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about 
Playoffs? And I almost forgot about this, but before we leave, I do want to get to this for you fine folks that maybe did not hear this. Uh, head coach Gary Kagiavis, I, I teased yesterday we might be hearing from him on the uh, show yesterday. We actually got an interview with him uh, recorded and ready for you today on the show. Just a few minutes uh, to listen to him after they qualified for the Sweet 16 um, just raw motion on the field at McConnell Family Stadium. So we're going to take this interview with head Edinburgh women's soccer coach Gary Kagiavis as I talk to him after that upset overtime win on Sunday, sending his squad to the Sweet 16. All right, Coach, so unbelievable job today. Just, I mean, it seems it's just as synonymous as McConnell Family Stadium is. So was overtime with Edinburgh soccer. What was going through your mind when after 90 minutes, still just nodded at one? You know, Tyler, we, um, we thought, um, we, we looked at the kids at the end of the 90 minutes, and they were all getting rubbed down, and, and, and a couple of the kids are saying, I can't feel my legs, and a couple of kids, you know, saying, I'm, I'm freaking cramping up, and, and a couple, you know, just kind of, and I looked at them, and I'm like, listen, you need a sub. you got to tell me, because we got kids. We'll put other kids on, you know, and they all, every one of them said, no, no, I'm playing I'm playing I'm playing and and I don't think it's for any selfish reasons or anything like that it's just because they I mean they, they're just mentally strong and they compete and they just they just play hard all the time you know it's, it's freaking nuts man it's yeah. nuts how how resilient this team is probably one of those examples is Ashley Mutkus I mean getting hurt in that PSAC championship game and then now fighting back here didn't get the start but she played a good amount and obviously was a huge part of that just just how important is it to get have her back out on the field even if she's not 100% <coughs> we um as I actually I was shocked that Ashley could play today I was completely shocked that she could play um because she pulled her hamstring very very badly and she you know she battled through all this stuff and uh, so uh whenever we have all three our forwards up top we are we can we can score and create all kinds of opportunities. Whenever we have to bring in a different type of player, in Alexis Becker, who's physically not that strong, but has a high work rate, we have to change the way we play. And um, so we, we kind of adjust to the personnel we have and then try and utilize their strengths. So having Matka's back just kind of gave us a little bit of the comfort that we've been doing all year and playing that way all year long. Did it concern you at all that this is now the third time you had to play Gannon? I mean, I know you went from Charleston, who you were just trying to find a scattering report on to now Gannon who you know very well and they know you very well um, well I, I'll be honest with you not because uh, I, I, I told the kids uh, irrespective of what happens I thought we were better I thought we were better in many positions they have some special players but I thought we were better overall as a team and, and, and that just comes back to recruiting and money because we can't afford to go and get these kids that you know will come in and start off right but we'll bring in these kids that will work for us for all four years and they'll develop and become better every year so um, I, I thought overall we were just a better team but they had some special players that we just had to make sure we kept under wraps you know yeah so into that overtime period and then Haley gets in there and gets the sliding kick just how happy are you for her and and to, to finish this game with the with the win and be able to win the sub region and go into the regional championship I, um, I, I, you know, haley has got, what, nine goals for us as a freshman, right? Yep. And she doesn't look like she's a goal scorer, but she, she gets in front of the net and she puts it away. She's, uh, she's freaking fantastic. Um, you know, but before we even go to Haley, I mean, our defense is freaking amazing, man. I, I, I can't tell you how unbelievably strong our defense is. And, you know, we don't give up too many goals. And, and unfortunate, we gave up the one right after we scored the one. But... You know that sometimes just they just catch you. You get so hyped up, and then you you forget about defending, and the next thing you know they score. But that was uh, that was really exciting, and and, and I, I think I think we can score at any time with the forwards we have. I think we just have to be able to 
make sure we, we, we do our jobs defensively. That's, that's a big key for us, doing our jobs defensively. So now, what does it feel as the head coach of this program, been here the whole time, and now you're going to move to the first Atlantic Region Championship in program history, and then also you might get a little chance of revenge with the rematch of the PSAC Championship? Well, I thought we should have been Strasbourg, right? Um, so we know them really well. I mean, we've got she's three, four scouting reports on them, right? So um, I, I, it's, it's always nice to play teams that you know. Um, I think we just got to be careful we don't get overhyped and get so excited that we forget what our responsibilities are and just take it one game at a time and we'll worry about Strasbourg, we'll fight through that battle again because Strasbourg's not an easy battle, that's not an easy game, that's a, that's a brutal, brutal battle. So um, I'm looking forward to it, I'm looking forward to us uh, competing and, and see where we go from there, you know what I mean? I, Strasbourg's a good program, I'm, I'm very excited to play them again. That was head coach Gary Kagiavis of the Edinburgh women's soccer team after they upset then fifth-ranked in the nation, Gannon, the second time they've upsetted the Golden Knights this season to send his squad to the Sweet 16 this Friday. We're going to hit our first break here on the show, come back, get to the National Football League, wrapped up Week 10 with Monday Night Football last night. Not a lot of scoring, but it was a close one, and one of the few remaining undefeated teams are no longer. We'll talk about that more on the other side. Don't go anywhere. It's the morning after. Welcome back, 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. It's the morning after. Tyler Trumbauer your, is yours truly, and right over there is the athlete formerly known as Chewy here on a Tuesday morning, edinburghnow.com, the tune-in app on mobile devices. Athlete extraordinaire. Extra- now you want extraordinaire. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to just I'm gonna rock with that one. I hope it sticks. I think I might change my Twitter name to athlete extraordinaire. All right. Yep. I better get cred, though. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I'll when you out. first when you first change that, I want I want a tweet being fired out. That uh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I definitely I definitely show gives love. me some where, love. Yeah, where love is due. Thank you, appreciate that. Very welcome. So now we're gonna give some love to the uh, to the Houston Texans. Yeah. Crazy, crazy game. Unbelievable uh, job by them last night on Monday Night Football, and what was uh, maybe not the most entertaining game. If you like Sports Center highlight reels and such, as the Houston Texans serve the Cincinnati Bengals their first loss of the season, 10-6. Interesting ball game. Not to mention that TJ Yates. A defensive struggle. TJ Yates. Who? Comes in, gets the win, throws that touchdown, the only touchdown of the ball game, yeah, that was, to that was a great DeAndre Hopkins. And takes that 10-6 victory. But, you know, really the storyline is the Cincinnati Bengals, obviously, 8-1, and one, have themselves in the driver's seat of their division. Okay? So, but now Andy Dalton had a chance to go down the field late in the game and win this game for his team. But yeah. he couldn't do it. It's Correct. week 10. Is this where the Cincinnati Bengals start to fall apart? Because we've seen them fall apart late in the season. I know we're not late in the season. Now we only have six weeks, though, remaining. Right. You kind of always mention that the Bengals usually fall apart. Well, it's not just my hypothesis. That's right. like bona fide Facts. factual <laughs> statements. And it's, it's, are we getting to that point in the season where we see the Bengals start to falter a little bit? Because obviously they started the season off great, but they've been doing that for how long? This is not a game that you should be losing if you think you're an 8 0 team and one of the best teams in the National Football League. It's not a team. This is not a game you should be losing. Yeah, the Bengals just didn't look 
they didn't look comfortable on offense. It was like everything was shaky. They weren't making plays. They're, they're playmakers that are usually, you know, the focal points of their offenses uh, were dropping passes and fumbling the football. So it just, it just looked very shaky on the offensive end. Andy Dalton went 22 for 38. He had 197 yards. Um, that's, to say the least, not spectacular. Right. You know, uh, they didn't get much from their running game. Um, and, and turnovers was a story. Uh, the Texans came to play, and they uh, spoiled a perfect season for the Bengals. So, Two turnovers for the Bengals, one for the Texans. Both teams, interestingly enough, finished with 256 yards of total offense. Yeah. Out of all numbers picked, both got 256. But for the Texans, let this sink in real quick, Chew. For the Texans, with the win, move to 4-5. and five. They are leading the NFC South. That's not a mistake, folks. That's not a mistake. Wow. The Houston Texans, the 4-5 and five Houston Texans, who have Brian Hoyer at their quarter, at, at the helm, of course, Tubby would tell me that, of course, he's good because it comes back. He comes from the mecca of sports, Cleveland. Oh, yeah. But they are tied at the top with the Indianapolis Colts. But I believe the Texans beat the Colts earlier this year, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, they did. We're going to check that out real quick. But they're tied. They both 4-5. and five. Can you believe the Texans, who, had to, who originally had a backup quarterback in Ryan Mallett, who they cut because he couldn't make the team charter and overslept. No, they lost to the Colts. So the Colts have the tiebreaker. Do the Texans. Oh, they do. We're bad people. But anyway, they're both 4-5, and five, so I guess they're second by tiebreaking rules. But still, they have the same record as the Colts. And essentially atop the South. Yeah, you can look closer at that screen if you want to. It's the truth. This is, this is unbelievable. I, I can't believe it either. <laughs> Is this Houston Texans team legit, or is the AFC South that horrendously bad? Like, just as bad as the NFC East? It's bad. I think, I think it's the, the, the being bad part. I don't <laughs> think that uh, – I mean, just both teams being four and five, the Colts have been struggling all year along with the Texans. I mean, for these two teams to be uh, potentially in play for a playoff spot is, is pretty shocking. It's laughable is what yeah, it is. It's, it's pretty shocking. It's ridiculous. <laughs> The fact, I mean, like, this is, this is quintessential. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Don't forget, that was Jim Moore Sr. when he was a Colts coach, so that's kind of fitting there with the Indianapolis Colts. But, so the Colts, I mean, they're bad. Yeah. The Texans, they're not good. The Jaguars are one game behind in this division. They're 3-6. and six. They're really not good. And the Titans are two and seven, and they fired their coach. That that division is definitely uh, limping along. It's definitely limping along. But I would just say that, I mean, for the Texans to be in this position, obviously it's a blessing. They got a big last night was obviously a big win for them. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Are you saying the Texans are legit? Because I mean, let's look at the Texans' schedule here. Moving forward, if I can get this, there we go. So, I mean, they're going to go in this. They have the Jets, the Saints, and the Bills. I mean, the Jets are not good. I mean, the Jets are decent, okay? But I've kind of given up on the Jets because I thought they needed to win on Thursday at the Bill or against the Bills to keep their kind of playoffs hopes alive if they thought they were a legit contender, and they couldn't do that. The Saints just fired Rob Ryan last night 
their defensive coordinator. I didn't make it a big deal here on the show because, I mean, the, the defense has been bad, and I think Rob Ryan's been a foot, a halfway a foot out the door um, since the end of last year. So, But they got the Saints then at home. So they're home for the next two games at NRG Stadium down there in Houston. And then they're at Buffalo on December 6th, which Buffalo in December, you never know what the weather is going to be like. But still, you could go 2-0 and in the next four in the next two games, and then you're already on – you're already enjoying a two-game winning streak as they beat the Titans in a big divisional win, 20-6, to back on November 1st. So these Texans, going into December, could have a four-game winning streak and could be 8-5. and five. Yeah, like we talked about earlier in the show, you want to you catch your momentum uh, right around this time in the season. You want This is when you want to start winning games, and it's panning out that way with their schedule coming up with, very two, with two very winnable games right. coming up here on the schedule. Um I think if they were to win, if they were to win those two games, that would be a huge boost to their confidence and their morale, and it would give them a lot of uh, uh, momentum, you know, going forward, and that would definitely uh, obviously boost their playoff chances. That's ridiculous, but though. That's crazy. That I mean, it's crazy. it's but then really it's going to come down because to the end because I I went through that next two, three game stretch of the Bills. Um, but then they have the Patriots, which I mean, you're just gonna take your you're gonna take your whooping and move right, on to the next week, yeah. right? So, but then the last three weeks of the season, December 20th, December 27th, and January 3rd, they're facing the Indianapolis Colts at the Colts. They're at the Titans, and then they're home versus the Jaguars. So that could essentially decide if the Texans, the Houston Texans, are going to be a divisional winner and host a home playoff game in <laughs> in that in in the playoffs. That's ridiculous. But really, I mean, if, you're, if they sweep that, they could, they could split the next four games. They could go 2-2 two and two in the next four games and go 6-7 and seven and then sweep their divisional games and go 9-7, and seven, and I guarantee you they'll have the tiebreaker and win. Yeah. Because I don't trust the Colts at all. No, I don't either. They're they're very extremely inconsistent. The Titans are looking for a top five pick again, and the Jaguars. Well, there, I like the Jags because I really like Blake Bortles as a quarterback. Yeah. I think the Jags are doing the right thing the way they're building, but they have some work to be done yet. There's this. This is not the year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is still another multi-year project. Right, young players waiting to develop and grow. Right, but I'm happy that they are. You know, I'm happy that they're in it and that they're three and six. They're not horrendous. Right. You know, they might end up five and eleven this year. That's a that's a Good job by the Jaguars, but the Titans, I don't know what they're doing. Obviously, Ken Wisenhunt uh, getting fired. Mike Malarkey in there as the interim head coach in Tennessee. It has Mike Fenner in shambles. Maybe that's why he's sick, because the t- he's sick of the Titans and their ineptitude as an NFL franchise. However, they'll just, they're just hanging out. <laughs> so now we're down to two undefeated teams, Chewy. The Carolina Panthers, who just aren't getting any respect still. I think they're getting a little bit more, but not a lot. And then you also have, of course, the, the vaunted New England Patriots. Yeah. Who lasts longer as an undefeated team? If you want, I'll bring up the schedules for you. Yeah, I was going to say, the schedule, this scheduling definitely has a lot to do with it. I think the Panthers, I'm not sure, but if my memory serves me right, they have an easier schedule coming up. But yeah, the Panthers don't seem to be getting um, the respect that they deserve, and they're even, you know... Making a lot of enemies. You see Cam Newton with his touchdown dance. Right. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm da- I'm fine with that. With celebrating. I, like I mean, that. I don't know why that. Who 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 was it that came in there and like tried to fight him there at the end? I don't know some yeah, like, goon from the other are team. You kidding me? Who was it? It was he was on the Giants <laughs> or whatever this past week. And he 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 said a great thing in the post game press conference about that. He's like, if you don't want me to dance, then don't let me score. Don't let me score. 
It's that simple. Exactly. How are you going to get upset when I score and I do? You know, like it. It's not easy to score a touchdown in the right. National Football League. If I was to score a touchdown, I'm pretty sure I would celebrate. And let, I would shoot and off let a bazooka. I would let everybody in the stadium know that I just scored. So there's no way you can come up to me and just try and check me for my celebration. It's ridiculous. That's, that's neither here nor there. So looking at the schedule for the Patriots, Bills, Broncos, Eagles, Texans, Titans, Jets, Dolphins. Those last four games are ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I think the Patriots... Look at the Patriots, okay? They had a close scare against the Giants, but the Giants and the Patriots are always a battle. You know what I mean? I mean, the Giants can be horrible and still beat the Gi- and still beat the Patriots. Right. The Giants aren't horrible; they're just not good. So then they got the Bills upcoming on on Monday night. Yeah, that's that's, that's going to be a tough. Game, then they I have think. Sunday night against the Broncos. The Broncos, though, they're going to start Brock Osweiler this week. Okay. Pulled Peyton Manning last week. He's a little hurt. They're okay. starting Brock Osweiler. That's right. Brock Osweiler. Who? For the Broncos this week. Uh-huh. Then they have the Eagles. Who knows about the Eagles right now? The Eagles are ridiculously just absurd right now. I don't even know what word to use to describe the Eagles because, you know, they could win. I'm so fed up with them. I, I don't even care if they win the division, but I think they can. And a stat I, sh- I shared with Tubby yesterday, too, was um, – that in 2013, two years ago, Chip Kelly's first year, after 10 weeks of the season, no team in the NFC East was, a, was, fought, was above 500. The same holds true this year. No team has a winning record. In 2013, the Eagles were the one that won the division. So they came on strong down the stretch. I don't think they have it this year. But if they do win the division, great. But I still think it's not a, I still think we're having a step back this year yeah. as a franchise for the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's the Patriots. The P, I mean, the Patriots, really, if you want to look at it, they're two maybe tough games are the Broncos, potentially the Eagles. And, you know, I'm going to say three. I'm going to lump the Texans in there if I'm going to give the Texans some respect. Right. That's three games. But I'm saying the Bills is an easy game. The Titans, the Jets, and the Dolphins, the trio to end it. You look at Carolina, which you said you thought they had an easy schedule. We'll have to see. They have Redskins, Cowboys, Saints, Falcons, Giants, Falcons, Buccaneers. A lot of divisional play down the stretch. Still have to play the Falcons twice Do the Panthers. Right. Of course, the Falcons are off to a great start um, this year. I still think Dan Quinn should win the Coach of the Year award. So who do you think? You're eyeing up that schedule for Carolina. We just looked at and broke down the Patriots' schedule. Who is the lone remaining undefeated team in the National Football League. I'm not saying they're going to run the table in the regular season, but who is going to be the last team to lose a, se- a game this season? Uh, if I had to go with my gut, I would say the Patriots simply because, you know, we got Tom Brady there. Right. Um, you know, and they're playing at such a high level offensively. It's, it just seems like they can't be stopped offensively. Um, I, would, I would go with the Patriots just simply because – I feel like that's just a safe pick, and I'm just I'm playing it safe. That's what I'm. <laughs> Way doing. to go out on a limb. We appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I don't take risks. We do have <laughs> NFL breaking news. Before we send it out and switch to the hardwood, Mike Garafalo of the Fox Sports franchise, FS1, the like, first reported. Other sources have confirmed that the Giants are signing wide receiver Hakeem Nix to fill Victor Cruz's roster spot. Cruz going down with an injury. Keems, or Nix, excuse me, a former New York Giant himself, a former 
fantasy football player of mine. He was good back yeah, in his he day. Was. He was. Out of the NFL, now back in as the Giants signing wide receiver Hakeem Nix to fill Victor Cruz's spot in on their roster and in that wide receiving core after just losing narrowly by one point to the New England Patriots this past Sunday. We're going to hit our final break on the show, come back hitting the hardwood with the athlete extraordinaire. We're going to let that, we're going to try to get that to stick with Chew. Athlete extraordinaire on the other side. NBA talk. The Sixers were close to winning last night, Chewy. The Sixers almost won a basketball game, but did they? They're, they're always close to winning. Oy, they didn't win. <laughs> Breaking news. We'll be back after this. Talk about the Sixers and actual basketball teams after this. Welcome back. 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. It's the morning after. Thank you all for tuning in as we're in our last segment here, about 10 minutes to talk about the National Basketball Association with athlete extraordinaire Chewy. Uh, if you missed any of the today's action or just want to listen to it again, you can check our podcast out on edinburghnow.com later today. Hopefully I'll get that bad boy up on SoundCloud. Of course, every day is podcasted, um, and you can check that out if you want to go back. There's a catalog of shows you can go back and reference and, and listen to and all the, the hoopla and shenanigans that, that ensue with what happens here on the morning after. Yeah, the organized chaos, I like to call it. Dude, that's that's accurate. Yeah. It's it's more subdued when you're here, though. We we're, we get down the business. Yeah. With, with Tubby, I don't think he ever wants to do business. <laughs> I mean, for for those of you who've ever seen Tubby, he's not a very business like man. <laughs> I mean, is that a fair assessment, Chu? Oh. Uh, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. Tubby, Tubby, uh, I think he's more of the uh, entertainer. I think. Uh, we're he doesn't want to inter- talk sports. I think we're all entertaining in our own ways. <laughs> that was the biggest cop-out if I've ever heard one in my life. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that right out there right now. So let's get to the basketball NBA right now, which sometimes is entertainment to some, not really to me. And um, the Sixers last night, the lone remaining winless team in the NBA, Chew, are... Almost had it last night against Fenner's Dallas Mavericks. I was hoping for a win last night because even with Fenner sick, I would have just bombarded him (laughs) with texts and calls and messages and tweets saying, you lost to the Sixers. Uh, Fenner probably would have uh, died if the Sixers had the Sixers lost right there. He's already sick. (laughs) No, but that one that would be that would be crazy. I know that would be like a devastating loss, especially you don't want to be that team that loses right to the winless team. So I, I always think the Sixers are like they're in games, but they're never really in games. They don't have enough right. Well, first off, bigger teams just play down to them because they don't really yeah, care because exactly. it doesn't matter. It's not college fo- not not college sport- football. You don't need to have uh, you know a big nice margin of victory. You just need to win by one point. That's you what just winning need to is. Win. Yeah, you that's need all to win. it is. They're not gonna. They're not 20, 20 games from now, and you're still just halfway through the season. No one's gonna remember whether you lost, whether or excuse me, whether you won by fifty or won by five against the Sixers. Dalil Okafor still killing it. I think he's gonna be Rookie of the Year. The only way he does not get it is if the Sixers are that disrespectful that they don't want to give it to him. No, I think he's. I think he's the front runner right now. He looks like he's the most comfortable rookie that has that has come into the league. Like as far as like. Being fresh, because he's a freshman. He was a freshman in in one and uh, done in college. Yeah, one and done. So he's extremely young, and he just looks like 
extremely comfortable in his first couple of games in the league. It's just like he's scoring like 20-plus points a game, rebounding at a high rate. He just looks extremely comfortable like like he's been there before. Right. So that's a good – I mean, that's a good thing for the Sixers, you know, if you wanted to have – if you need a silver lining, you know. For <laughs> well, we need se- all – we need everything season, we can get. Right. That's, that's definitely one of them, but – like I said, I don't think when they're in games, they're not really in games because teams are just like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna win eventually. We're gonna find a way to win. So it's like, you guys can play as hard as you want, but you're still probably gonna lose, which is unfortunate. Jaw, as they call him, gets 19 points last ja. night, but Dirk had 21, leading the Mavs. So let's quickly look at the Sixers' schedule because we're probably the only program in nation history, other than in Philadelphia, in nationwide, that gives the Sixers any airtime. Because Probably so. It's just because of me, and as soon as I leave, there will be no Sixers <laughs> there time. Um, looking so. at the Sixers' schedule, tomorrow night at home, Pacers come to town. Looking at that schedule, I got the next like 15 games up for you, Chu. Who, who, yeah, who is the team that they beat for their first win of the 2015-16 campaign? Okay, well, we got the Pacers. Pacers, Hornets, Heat, Timberwolves in the next week or so. Celtics, Rockets, Grizz after that to wrap out November. Or do you think it takes longer than that? Um, You know what? That's tough. I don't want to say. I know it's any given night, but just going off paper, who do you think is a is a vulnerable team for the Sixers to pounce on? Off Off paper alone, I would say the Timberwolves. They have the best chance of beating the Timberwolves simply because uh, of the both teams are young, and they're still kind of finding themselves out, trying to figure stuff out. So if they had to beat somebody, it would be the Timberwolves. I don't think they are. Um, I don't think they're going to beat. I don't think they have a legitimate chance of winning until they play probably like the Lakers. They got the Lakers in December on December first. <laughs> Um, the Lakers are just as bad as that, aye, even though they aye. just beat the Pistons, which is obviously devastating to me. But the Lakers have two wins. So what are the Sixers, what's the Sixers' record right now? The Sixers, I think they're like 0-11, 0-12. So what would they go last year? They went like 0-17 last year, 0-18, I yeah, think they it was? started off like So that would be like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So you're saying they're going to go like 0-19 until they beat the Lakers on December 1st at home at 7 o'clock? I think they have the best chance of beating the Lakers. As like they could steal the schedule, one, obviously. They could, they, could, they could steal one against the Timberwolves or like one of these other teams. Like Obviously, if they were just, you know, being too – Playing too down to the level, you know, teams always slip up. It happens. Right, right, right. But, like, on paper, I don't see them beating anybody but the Timberwolves or the Lakers coming up here. It's just they just don't have enough. Like, they don't have enough, you know, Ja, ja as you guys call him, can't do it by himself. Um, I like it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to be optimistic because I know you and Mike Beck are the, probably the only Sixers fans I know. In the country. Be, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be too harsh on you. Nah, hey, I understand. Listen, I got I to gotta deal with this Sixers nonsense all the time. I know they don't get respect. You know, I'm, I'm sticking with them thick and thin. I'm not like Mike. I'm not just, you know, I didn't throw a dart at a United States map to pick my favorite teams in each sport. <laughs> For Dallas Mavericks and the Tennessee Titans and... Well, he says he's not a baseball fan, but he's been in more baseball games since I've, since I've known him than I have. But he says he's not a baseball fan. Hockey, I don't know. He likes Pittsburgh, I guess. I don't know who he likes with that. He doesn't really talk about it too much with me because he knows I don't like hockey. So let's talk about real national basketball teams. Um, last night, well, what, what was the game that you had on the tube last night? Um, well, the game the game of the night, I think, was the, the Thunder. They played the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Kevin Durant's been out for a couple games now, and um, 
the Thunder are just they're just kind of trying to figure things out. Like they've been losing, they've they've lost like I think their last two or three games, and they're just trying to get things rolling here with all their talent. They shouldn't be losing games, but the Memphis came up big. Obviously, they signed a new player, Mario Chalmers. Well, they traded for him. He had a big night off the bench. He had 29 points. So that's big time for them. That was a good game, high-scoring game, you know, stuff that I like. And then probably the game of the night was the Celtics going into Houston. I remember saying Houston would be, you know, one of the top five playoff teams in the West. Right. They're playing ex- They're playing extremely poorly. They lose at home to the Celtics 111-95. to That's just shocking because – I thought that with the addition to Ty Lawson that they would just they could only that would bolster their bolster their backcourt and they would only get better, but that is not the case. They're struggling defensively. They're struggling to score. They're struggling with uh, co- finding cohesion, and they lost they lost big at home to the Celtics, a team they a, a team that's good, but a team that the Rockets should beat. So let me ask so. you this real quick uh, as we're running out of time: your 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 team that you're most surprised with their play so far, and a team that you're most uh, you think has been the most underwhelming thus far early on here in the NBA season? Definitely um, the Rockets. They've been underwhelming. Um, the team that I'm probably most surprised with, oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. The team that I'm, I'm most surprised, I would say the Celtics, just because, well, they, they won that big game last night. but Over Houston, your they team beat, you say that's underwhelming. Yeah, they beat, <laughs> they beat the Thunder last night. So it's like off off of a back to back, they beat two Western Conference potential uh, playoff teams. Right. So and the Celtics, of course, with Brad Stevens, the young coach. Yeah. Uh, you know they don't really have the pieces that they did back in the day. Exactly. Back when the, you knew the Celtics were good. So that's interesting uh, NBA talk with Chewy. He'll be back on Thursday, hopefully, to uh, talk more NBA and the like there. So uh, good work today, Chew, uh, the athlete extraordinaire. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget, we have Burrow Women's Volleyball tonight right here on 88.9, Fighting Scots Radio and the uh, EdinburghNow.com, the TuneIn app, as well as ETV and Edinburgh.tv with the match getting underway at 7 o'clock and pregame coverage getting underway at 6.50 with yours truly and Drew Patrick tonight live from Macomb Fieldhouse. Make sure you go out and do that. So that's all for us today. We'll talk to you tomorrow with Tubby and myself right here in the morning after the NFL, the NBA, the Borough Women's Soccer, Borough Women's Volleyball, everything and anything. You never know what happens with him, the entertainer, according, according to Mr. Yukondu. Thank you all, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.